قال رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Oh my Lord, open for me my chest and ease for me my task and untie the knot from my tongue that they may understand my speech. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ya jama'in Rabbi shrah li sadari wa yassir li amri wa hluluqudatam min lisani yafqahu qawli Rabbi zidna alma Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh My beautiful sisters, welcome to another episode of the Women of Quran Now podcast Welcome All right, let's dive in. We are starting with Jews 1. I'm so excited. And I pray that you are too. So alhamdulillah, we're going to start with Jews 1, the first Jews. So the first Jews start with Suratul Al-Fatiha and goes all the way to Ayah 140, I believe, and Suratul Baqarah. In uh, today's episode, I am going to select... Ayah 38 in Surah Al-Baqarah. So you could actually open your Mus'haf, follow along with me. It really helps if you're able to actually read the Arabic first before we dive into the explanation of the Ayah and the reflection and some coaching gems that we could derive from it. So Ayah 38, the first Ayah of that particular page, um, I believe, which page number is that? That's page 7. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قلنا بطوا منها جميعا فإما يأتينكم مني هدى فمن تبع هداي فلا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون uh, translation, we said, go down from it, all of you. And when guidance come to, comes to you from me, whoever follows my guidance, there will be no fear concerning them, nor will they grieve. Okay? Mohsin um, uh, had translated it as, you know, there will, shall be no fear on them, nor shall they grieve, which... It's important to note because we're going to talk about that. So, context of this particular ayah. It's important to know that it's the beginning of the creation of our father, Adam alayhi salam. This is in Surah Baqarah, page 6 of Surah Baqarah. We see how our father, Adam alayhi salam, was created and what he was given and what happened to him. And so... We see, we have the, Allah describes the scenes to us. The scene, you know, like, like just imagine that you're like a fly on the wall. You know, like you're just paying attention. And Allah is telling the angels, I'm going to create, I'm going to put on the earth, you know, this um, Khalifa. And uh, he's going to be um, basically a successor. Like he's going to be... Um, a creation that will be like there will be generations upon generation upon generation, like one generation following another generation upon the earth. And the angels are saying, Ya Allah, 
you're going to create this creation that is going to, you know, shed blood and um, spread corruption on the earth while we are here and we're praising you and, you know, we, we, we glorify you, we're praising you. And Allah says, you know, I, I'm, I'm really honestly paraphrasing at this point. I would highly recommend that you go read it. But I, um, for the sake of time, I'm just trying to give you the context. And so Allah tells the angels, I know what you do not know. I know what I'm doing. And then he, uh, he creates Adam alayhi salam. And Adam alayhi salam um, is taught the name. So knowledge, knowledge, very important point here. And I want us to note this. Knowledge was almost like the first thing that was given to Adam alayhi salam. Knowledge, knowledge of things, knowledge of, and, 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 and that knowledge elevated Adam alayhi salam. So then, after Allah taught him the names of things, Allah asked the angels, can you tell me the names of these things? Do you have that knowledge? And the angels were very humble and said, Allah, we do not know except what you teach us. And you, and they end the ayah by saying, you are al-alim, the most knowledgeable, and al-hakim, the most wise, which is really important. That combination of the names of Allah, very important. When you see the names of Allah coming together like a, a combo like this, an ayah, take some time to ponder over it. Take some time to think about it and, and wonder, like, why are these two names together? Like, what benefits can I derive from this? And so knowledge alone, we know that knowledge alone is, is not enough. You need wisdom. A lot of people know a lot of things, but they have no wisdom. And so this knowledge is not used in the best way possible. But when you have wisdom coupled with knowledge, ah, that means that you are using your knowledge in the best way possible. And so this is so important because Allah created us out of knowledge and wisdom. The human race was created out of knowledge and wisdom. So do not let anybody tell you you're coming from apes. No, no, no. Allah put us on the earth, created us. We didn't evolve from no apes. He created us from knowledge and wisdom. Okay? So human being, our father, Adam, was created with knowledge. The first thing he was given was knowledge. And then Allah told the angels to bow. He told the angels to bow. After Adam named the things in front of the angels, he told the angels to bow. In the midst of the angels, there was Iblis. He was a jinn. He is a jinn. He's still alive, unfortunately. <laughs> He's alive. He's still alive. But he was such a devout worshiper. And that's why in other scriptures, some scriptures say that he was a fallen angel, that he was an angel. No, no. He was in the midst. Quran tells us clearly in Surah Kaf that he was a jinn. So he was a jinn. He's a jinn. But he was in the midst. He was in Jannah. He was in the midst of the angels. You know, we have to think about these three creations. I have to quickly tell you about the angels, human beings, and jinns. Those are three creations that, as believers, we really need to know about. So, the angels, the creation of the angels, they're made out of light. Okay? They're made out of light. And they, they, have, they don't have the power to choose. They don't have the power to disobey. Allah did not give them that ability to choose to disobey Allah. No, they can only obey Allah. All they know to do is to obey Allah and to glorify Allah. And that's what they said about themselves, right? They told the truth. All we do is glorify you and praise you. That's all they know. Like for them, praising Allah is the way that we breathe. You know, the way we need oxygen to, 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 to live, 
the way we breathe in and out, this is the way they do dhikr of Allah. They are constantly praising Allah. Constantly praising Allah. Okay, no other choice. That's all they know is to obey Allah. The creation of the jinns, they came before us, right? That's why Iblis was there. And he saw how Adam was created. He, he saw he was there. So the jinns were created before us. And they were also given the power to choose. And I say also because we were given the power to choose. They have a power, the ability to say yes to Iman or to say no to Iman. They have the ability to say yes to the commands of Allah or to say no to the commands of Allah. They were given that choice as well. And Iblis at the time, he was such a devout worshiper that he was in the midst of angels. Yeah, he was in the midst of, he was, he was elevated in status. He was in a high place. And he witnessed the creation of Adam alayhi salam. And his true colors came out. And this is so important because, I mean, I'm, this, I'm giving you, so this, that's the problem with me. Bear with me, be patient with me, because I can talk about this for hours. This is something that is, I'm so passionate about. And I'm going to try to... <laughs> To, to be disciplined, right? I'm going to really try to be disciplined here because I was going to go and talk to you a whole bunch about the previous page, page 6, when I'm actually trying to tell you about this ayah 38. Okay, let's get back to the context. So, um, so the Adam salam is created. He is also a human given choice. So meaning he has a choice to obey Allah, to disobey Allah. And Allah gives a command to Adam salam. And it's not on that page 6, but we also know that Adam salam he felt lonely. And Allah created Hawa, a mother. So the woman was created out of the rib of Adam a.s. Uh, to keep him company, right? So Adam a.s. is with his wife, Hawa. And Allah tells them, dwell in Jannah, eat all, eat everywhere you want to eat, except don't come close to this particular tree. Everything is halal. This particular tree, of, like off limits, just one. And same thing with dunya. Allah has given us so much that is halal. Just a few things are haram. And he's telling us just a few things. Stay away from it. Everything else we cannot say. See, shaitan wants you to think that everything is haram, but a few is halal. No, no, no. This is the mindset you have to, shift that you have to make. Everything is halal, a few things are haram. So the same thing was told to our father and our mother. And uh, they were going to stay away from it, but shaitan... He hated Adam from the first sight, from, from like the creation of Adam Salam. Shaitan felt insecure, he felt threatened, he felt jealous, and he felt really arrogant. And he was, jinns are created from what? From fire. And then us, we are created from the earth, the, 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 the clay, right? So, um... Adam salam listens to Iblis. He doesn't realize that Iblis is laying a trap for him. He listens to him. He disobeys Allah. And he eats from the forbidden tree. And as soon as he eats from that tree, he feels bad. Him and Hawa, they feel bad. And Allah tells them to, uh, to get down from all of them. Meaning Iblis... Adam, Hawa, all of them get down from heaven. And, uh, but at the end of page 6, we, we learn something. We learn that Allah gave the words to Adam to repent. 
Because Adam Alexander really feels bad. He feels bad. And that's one of the first thing, uh, that's the main thing about Tauba, is the, the regret in the heart. As soon as that regret is in your heart, your Tauba has started, right? So Adam Alexander feels regret. And so Allah gives him the word to make Tauba and to be forgiven. Iblis, on the other end, we see that in the other passages in the Quran, he is not remorseful, no regret whatsoever. He actually persists in rebellion and arrogance. He even blames Allah. <laughs> he blames Allah. And he swears by the Isa of Allah. He is going to misguide us. He's going to. Basically, he wages war against Adam and his progeny, meaning us. We are the progeny of Adam. So Allah says, Come down on earth, all of you. And he tells us something very, 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 very important here. He says, and when guidance comes to you from me, so important. Allah does not put Adam and Hawa on the earth with no guidance. Like they're lost, they don't even know what to do. No, he sends them to earth with guidance with something. He does not leave them. He does not abandon them. So remember, they had remorse. They made tawbah. Allah forgave them. Allah is at tawab. He accepts tawbah. He forgave them. But they have, remember, he, he, the intention was always that Adam was going to go on earth, right? So he had to be the khalifa on earth. And, um, and so Allah says, this is the tools, my guidance. When guidance comes to you from me, Whoever follows my guidance, there will be no fear concerning them, nor will they grieve. Okay, so in the, uh, I, you know, at this point, I'm looking at different tafsir. This is just translation. But now I'm looking at different uh, tafsir. And in the tafsir of Numan um, Khan, like if you want to listen to his tafsir, he kind of talks about the linguistic aspect of this ayah. And he, uh, he says that, um, that um, the fact that Allah says um, that فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ Allah did not say um, that those who accept, you know, follows the guidance. He didn't say they will not fear. He said uh, there will be no fear concerning, well, actually, there will be no fear on them, literally. And uh, was saying that, you know, when you say there's uh, a fear on this person, it means there's danger. So here, the person could fear or not fear. But if there's fear on them, it means that they're in a dangerous situation. So here, the fact that it says there'll be no fear on them, it means they will not be placed in a dangerous situation. And he also mentioned how the order, like the fact that fear came first and, and then grief came second. And so he said fear is usually associated with future. Like you worry about the future, right? That's usually why you're afraid. And uh, sadness is associated with the past, right? Like grief and sadness is usually over something that already happened. Okay, so that's uh, that. If you go into Asadi, Asadi says something very beautiful. He said in this ayah, we see that uh, the believer, if they hold on, if they follow the guidance that Allah sends from him, meaning, you know, Allah will send messengers, he will send the books, 
So if we are following the Quran and the Sunnah, for instance, us right now today, as women of Quran, we follow the Quran, we follow the Sunnah. That means that we learn about it because uh, obviously there is no uh, there's no blind following in Islam. Really, uh, Allah tells us to think many times. Don't they think? Don't they reflect? Don't they ponder? Um, he even says that he sent down the Quran for tadabur, for reflection. So we are supposed to proceed upon evidence, upon dalil, right? Upon proof. We're not just, just following blindly. No, we are proceeding, we are worshipping Allah upon evidence. We don't just come up with our own thing. We, we follow the guidance that he sent down to us, right? So when the guidance is sent down, but, and we don't also follow any kind of men. We follow the prophet that Allah chose. He chose a prophet for us. He made that choice. And he said he's the seal of the prophet. So that's it. Khalas. We, we follow Rasulullah and we don't come up with our own uh, innovation. So as Saadi says, once you follow that, once you hold on to the guidance of Allah, that's coming from Allah, Quran and Sunnah, then what happens is that you are protected from four things. Fear, grief, misguidance, and misery. Right? This is what he gets from this ayah. And he says, you are also blessed with security and happiness in dunya and akhirah. Right? And um, so you will not go astray, you will not fall into misery, and you will have that sense of security just by holding on to uh, the guidance of Allah, the Quran and the Sunnah. Ibn Kathir says, like the fear is really about akhirah. Right? There will, no, there will not be any danger. You will not face any danger as far as akhirah. No fear. When everybody will be in a dangerous position, you will be safe. You will be under maybe the shade of Allah. You know, you will be under the mercy of Allah. And so you will not have anything to worry about, really. And the grief is about dunya. You will not have grief in dunya, about dunya, what has passed. You will not feel, you know, um, grieved about the dunya. Again, this is if you follow the guidance. And Ibn Kathir, what I liked about Tafsir Ibn Kathir is that he takes you to Surah Taha. Because in Surah Taha, again, we see how Iblis again is around Ayah, you know, 119, go over 118, 119, like look in that area. You'll see how again we are shown about what Iblis is doing. But Allah tells us in 124 that whoever turns away from his guidance, they will face a life of hardship. And I love that because, you know, in Tadabur, the first Tadabur is, is the um, Tadabur of, you know, the, it, it's, it's like when you use Quran to explain Quran. This is amazing. When Quran explains Quran for you, that Tafsir of Quran by Quran, that's the best. And then after that, you do Tafsir of Quran by the, by the Sunnah, by the Ahadith. So this is like really Tafsir of Quran by Quran, right? So this ayah twenty, uh, this ayah one twenty four in Surah Taha, again reinforces the fact that if we are holding on to guidance, we will not be in misery. We will we will have that sense of security. We will have happiness. We will not fear. We will not be in grief. We will be safe. Dunya and akhirah. If we are turning our back to the guidance of Allah, we will have a life of misery. We will have a hard life, a life of hardship. Dunya and akhirah. You know, akhirah will be worse. Dunya also will taste that in dunya as well. So may Allah save us from that and help us to be among those who hold on to his guidance. So this is pretty much um, what this ayah is about. And the reason I, I chose this ayah really, honestly, sisters, is because um, we're facing a lot of trials. 
We're facing some, some floods, some earthquakes, some natural disasters. The ummah is really uh, going through it. And now we, like, we know what's going on with Palestine and everything. And I feel like all of us have a share of responsibility and uh, a blame. We all need to blame ourselves because all of these calamities that are happening, they're happening because of our own hands. And it will be too long for me to go further into this in this first episode, but it's something that really food for thought. Let's all look at ourselves. Let's all look at ourselves. Are we truly following the guidance of Allah? Are we truly following the Quran and the Sunnah? Do we even know what the Quran and the Sunnah are teaching us? So if we don't even know what it's teaching us, how are we even following it? Are we putting um, our worship behind, you know, the dunya? Or are we putting our worship ahead of the dunya? Because that makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. We cannot expect the help of Allah. We cannot expect the security and the happiness and all these things that we're supposed to be protected from when we do not hold on to the guidance of Allah. And that's the key right there. So each one of us can look at ourselves and say, what am I doing in my life to make sure that I'm holding on to the guidance of Allah, that I'm holding on to the Quran and the Sunnah? Because Allah sent those things to me, those tools, and those tools are there to give me a better quality of life while I'm in this dunya and an amazing quality of life in akhirah, meaning Jannah. But if, not, if I don't make the effort to hold on to it, if I don't learn about it, if I don't try to implement it, then how can I claim or expect that security? Right? And just like Surah Taha teaches us, if, what, if we turn our back to the guidance, Right? If we turn our back to the guy, then we will have a life of hardship. So if we are facing a life of hardship, then we need to ask ourselves, where am I to blame? Each one of us. Each one of us. And not to say that because you are going through uh, trials, it means Allah is angry with you. No, all of us, like the prophets, they went through trials. And we see that actually the prophets were the most tried. And we know that. We know that from another hadith, that the prophets were the most tried and that's how it is, right? The closer you get to Allah, the most try you will be. But in the midst of your trial, you still feel a sense of peace, a sense of security, a sense of sakina, right? Why? Because you're holding on to the guidance of Allah. So the trials, they're going to come. And the Sahaba, they had trials. Even in the middle of, like, if you study the Battle of Badr, like Sira, you know? But even in, in Uhud, they, were, they went through a lot in Uhud. But Allah gave them that sense of sleep and drowsiness that gave them this peace and calmness. Why? Because they were holding on to the guidance. So they were still losing uh, lives. They were still going through tough times. But, and, and that's kind of what I try to explain in my introduction was the fact that before... Um, before I chose Islam, before I started learning about my deen, I was going through trials, but I had this sense of restlessness and sadness that was like always present. And, and then when I, when I started learning about my deen and implementing and changing my ways, 
I was still going through trials. I was still going through a lot of trials, actually. But within, like, these trials were faced with a sense of peace and a sense of, um, I don't know how to explain it really, actually. But it's like, yes, it's painful, but I know Allah is in control. I know that this is an expiation. I know that out of this, khair is going to come. But that's because I started learning about the names of Allah. I started understanding who Allah was. And I started understanding what this life was about. Because I was reading Quran. Because I was reflecting. So, and, and so, you know, if a trial happens to you and you are in obedience. And it founds you upon obedience to Allah. It's khair. There's nothing but khair. And because you know that, you know that you were already... Uh, let's say you went to give sadaqah and on the way you, you, you went to give sadaqah to someone who was really in need. And on the way there, you know, somebody hit your car. You didn't get injured, but your car got really damaged and you, probably you have to spend some money. But the fact is, imagine the same situation, but you were going to disobey Allah. You were on your way to the club or you were on the way to commit zina. And then this car comes and crashes and you have to spend money. Look at your state of mind in both situations. In the first situation, you say, anyway, I'm on my way. I was on my way to do khair. So if this happened while I was on my way to do khair, then it's khair for me, right? The other situation, it's like, oh, subhanAllah, I was on my way to commit haram, and then this happened to me. Like, you will feel that uh, nervousness and that sense of guilt, right? Which is another type of punishment, really. So let's hold on to the guidance of Allah. Let's look at ourselves. When we are going through difficult times, let's really reflect are we having these difficult times in 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 moments of obedience or in moments of disobedience because if it's obedience alhamdulillah alhamdulillah you will get the sakina you will be able to cope if it's in 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 moments of disobedience you will not get the sakina in addition to the trial you will get this sense of guilt and restlessness and uh feeling bad so may allah truly preserve us and protect us all May he make us women of Quran. Any good is from him. Any mistake is from me. And until next week, inshallah, for another juice, another ayah, another reflection. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Subhanak Allahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.